The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a woman who there's a woman whose name is Ava Newman. Ava Newman uh, was a young woman that went to Auschwitz. For years, she couldn't even speak about her experiences there. You know, it was so traumatic, she clamped up. Some miraculous occurrence happened. And although there are almost no pictures of Auschwitz, there's one famous trove of pictures called the Auschwitz album. Which, again, how we even came. The Nazis didn't want any of this recorded, so no cameras were allowed, obviously. Then there's this girl who runs away from Auschwitz at the end of the war. She walks into a random house for shelter or looking for food. And she's looking everywhere in the drawers. And in the drawer, she finds a photo album. She opens this photo album in this random house that she'd walked into. And she starts to see pictures of, of Auschwitz, where she'd been. Pictures of people that she knew, that she recognized. She takes this album and saves it. And those pictures are the only records we have. Photographic evidence that people would try it on, right? Because she found that album, okay? This album, when it came out, landed in front of Ava Newman, who opens the album. It was a, uh, a set of pictures that were taken on one day in Auschwitz. They allowed a photographer to come in, a German photographer from the SS, to come and shoot these pictures so that they could have a private collection for, for afterwards. And Ava Newman opens the album on this one day in all of the days that Auschwitz is open. And all of a sudden she starts shaking. She sees in the picture, she sees herself and all the members of her family. She figured out that the family members that she had, she had lost. She knew because she saw them on the transport photos in that album. So she came with us to Poland. That album, seeing those pictures, opened her up and she started talking about everything she went through. I have my own theories why that album allowed her to speak, but that's not for now, that's for another time. She's sitting with our group and she tells the group a story. She says, finally, 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 liberation came. The soldiers came, they opened the gates, and we were free to leave. We, all the prisoners, left the front gates of Auschwitz like in a dream. We couldn't even believe that we were being uh, liberated. And there, sitting opposite the camp gates, was a German soldier in uniform sitting on the side, like they'd won, they'd taken over the camp. People recognized this soldier as being one of the soldiers, one of the guards that had, that had hurt their families. And the entire group fell on this guy with their hands, with their fists, with their feet, and they punched and they kicked and they let out all of their anguish on this guy who had killed their families. She says, and I saw them come up from 
with their hands full of his blood. And she says, and I only felt one emotion. And we're all like guessing, you know, was it victory? Was it revenge? Was it justice? She says, I only felt shame. That after everything that we'd been through, we had become like them. She said the people from her town that had beat her up, beat this guy up, killed him. They stood up, they looked at their hands, and they came to the same conclusion. And they swore to one another that that would never happen again. Far be it from us to look at a story like this, to judge a story like this, to think about what we would do. We have no idea. The point here for me is not to judge the ones that out of that time or that history or those emotions acted in one way or another. But I do want to point out to the nobility of this woman who could watch this and, and her feelings were not of joy or relief. Her feeling was, how could we have become the murderers? How could we become uh, this people, you know? This, we were different. I can't tell you. I've, I, that story has stayed with me for so long. And it teaches me a lot of lessons about the inside of a human being. But I think what she and others understood was that whether or not they deserved death, whether or not they deserved hatred and anger, if you walk around the rest of your life with hatred towards the, the Nazis, thinking every morning how you want to snap their neck and kill them and kill their kids in retribution for what they did to your kids, if that's how you live, there's no way to not become an angry, bitter, violent person. And the fact that it is just and the fact that it is deserved, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help save you. It kills you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.